0: Why do we sound so good? Because we're at Dead Aunt Thelma's studio and Mike Moore is engineering for us. Thanks, Dead Aunt Thelma's. Thanks, Mike. Hey, everybody. I'm Susanna Mars, and welcome to Adventures in Artslandia. I'm sitting across from a woman who's been a person I've worked with over many years and who is also a friend. And I'm so appreciative that Cynthia Furman from Portland Center Stage has joined me today to talk about the selection process of the new artistic director. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's my absolute pleasure. You worked at Portland Center Stage when it first became... A place.
1: Yeah, I moved up from Ashland to help start the company when we were still, obviously, first OSF Portland. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been with the company a total of 20 years, but as I say, with a 10-year gap between year 10 and 11. Mm-hmm. So in for the first 10, out for the next 10, back for
0: the next 10. Oh, and Just the prior podcast we did, we were talking about how artists, they stay here, then they leave, and then, and they, then they, they come, come back. back. Is it like salmon? Yeah, totally. Yeah, so, so right now you're really doing a huge search for the new artistic director. After 17 years at Portland Center Stage, right. Chris Coleman is departing to become the fourth artistic director of the Den- Denver Center for the Performing Arts. Correct. and. Just to start off, what does an artistic director do for an organization?
1: It's a really good question because a lot of people, you know, they're very they're a very visible part of an organization in general mm-hmm. um, because they're, you know, the sort of face we put forward is the company. If you're going to put a face on a company, it's usually the artistic director. Um, it's a pretty big, wide-ranging job. The most obvious things they do is they choose what plays we're going to do, which artists are going to be involved with those plays, um, and, you know, essentially how we present ourselves in a uh, brand way. You know, what is our what is our mission as a company? Mm-hmm. They really craft that. So that's like the big scope, but on top of that, you know, they are community connectors, they are fundraisers, they are advocates for the art. They are the person that the whole company looks to when we sort of need to figure out what are we doing and why are we doing it? So it's a pretty big gig.
0: And it's so interesting too because when you mention those things, of course knowing Chris Coleman as I have for many years, <laughs> How then does a new artistic director assume such an important job. It's a big transition for a company because, you know, those of
1: us who were around 17, 18 years ago when Chris first came on, mm-hmm. you know, he had only run a very small company in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. This was a big leap for him to come to a company this large. Mm-hmm. Um, so he grew into the role. So, you know, we're at a different place now as a company. We're a much bigger company. We're in our own building. All the things that Chris did to make Portland Center Stage what it is today will be inherited by somebody else. So, on the one hand, um, no one ex- is not. Like we're sort of looking at a jigsaw puzzle, and there's a missing piece now that we've pulled out, and we have to find the exact same piece to put in. Mm-hmm. There's no sense that that's what we're looking for, mm-hmm. but we are looking for somebody who can take it, build on this foundation, and take us to the next place. Mm-hmm. So we know there are things that we really value in that job. Definitely the sort of community engagement, the person who can really connect with the larger community, not just sort of be in an ivory tower. I think those days of artistic directorship are gone. There mm-hmm. used to be that. There used mm-hmm. to be very much that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we want some somebody who has that affinity for that kind of outward facing part of the job, but who also can sort of say, okay, in 2018, in 2019, what should a theater company look like? Right. So, so what are
0: those values that Portland Center Stage holds so dear?
1: I think for us, um, you know, and partly under the leadership of Chris and also in the move to the new building, I think that we shifted a lot from when we started the company 30 years ago to being sort of a, almost a, a museum or a preservation of an art form to a company that wants to create the next generation of of the art form. You know, mm-hmm. our JAW Festival has grown. We're going to be 20 years this summer of JAW. Mm-hmm. Uh, our
0: new works festival. Which is just uh, add water. Yeah, yeah, just
1: add water. Mm-hmm. And we also, with the building, our community involvement and engagement and our our place is a, a gathering place and a center for more than just what Portland Center Stage is and does. Mm-hmm. You know, how we invite our community partners in, other artists and other nonprofits. The teen council. Teen council, mm-hmm. you name it. So I think um, that that, we weren't looking for that 17 or 18 years ago. Mm-hmm. We are looking for that now, mm-hmm. partly because of the direction that we have gone the last 18 years.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's,
1: so who ultimately selects the artistic director? It's a great question. Um, it is a committee of ten people that are leading the search. Mm-hmm. So it's nine board members and me as the managing mm-hmm. director. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're leading it. So we're the we're the committee that's charged with working with a national search consultant that we hired, management consultants for the arts to get the national search. And so it's not only that we put the job out there. We wanted somebody who also would be out there with a knowledge of the field, actively recruiting, reaching mm-hmm. out to people that we think are interesting and saying, "Hey, there's this job. Would you like to talk about it?" Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the committee's role. Is to do that, that sort of work. Um, but we don't wanna decide it in a vacuum. So we have also had both the search consultant when they've been in town, and the search committee, we've met with some other stakeholders, for lack of a better term. And that mm-hmm. ranges from a group of artists that we invited in, local theater artists to come in and talk about what they think we should be looking for mm-hmm. in the next leader for Portland Center Stage. Mm-hmm. What should the company look like in the next 10 years or whatever this tenure looks like for this next person? We've talked to people in the funding community. What mm-hmm. are you seeing is the need in the city? What do you think is exciting? When um, We've talked to certainly audience members and um, you know some of our community partners. So we've gathered a lot of information, and now we're at this point where we're about to, in about two weeks, look at a first slate of candidates. Wow! Um, Next week, uh, in about two weeks. Oh my yeah, goodness! Week of the twenty fourth. When you say slate, yeah, about how many people is probably that? Probably to be about a dozen people, wow. and that's from a list of over a hundred that either applied for the job or were approached by our recruiter mm-hmm. because we thought they were interesting. And then there's been a lot of work done by that recruiter and working with the committee and to sort of narrow it down to say, okay, who are the which top twelve have emerged mm-hmm. that feel like the candidates that are the most uh, likely to fit this profile we've created, and mm-hmm. based on all the input we've received? So um, from that, and we'll so we'll go through. You know, there's going to be a huge briefing book. We. Be presented with to mm-hmm. review all these folks. And then we'll narrow it down to a, a different list. You know, mm-hmm. it could be 10 people, it could be seven people. We don't know until mm-hmm. we go through this list of who we actually want to bring in to mm-hmm. town in person mm-hmm. and have that first face to face one on one with.
0: So, uh, in all the outreach you've done with artists and funders and mm-hmm. audience, what were some of the Questions that came or the remarks that people made in regard to what's important to them. Yeah,
1: there are a few themes that really, to me, really strongly emerged. Mm -hmm. One was uh, the role of Portland Center Stage as the sort of, you know, anchor, large theater in town, but to continue and build on the engagement we have with the other arts in town, not just in the theater world, but also in the other arts organizations. I think the role as a community gathering point felt very keenly, um, treasured by people, mm-hmm. that we are not just sort of isolated in the our The armory building itself. Yeah, as, what, a, mm-hmm. as a community hub. Mm-hmm. Definitely, um, you know, the work we've been doing in equity, diversity, inclusion, on stage and off stage, that was forward. That was so far forward as like continue and build, mm-hmm. continue and go farther mm-hmm. in that work. Very strong theme. Um, and I think the other thing that probably came out of it was, Continue to you know keep the quality. Mm-hmm. I mean there's always that concern somehow that people think that new leadership could mean, oh, is it going to be as good as it used to be? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's happened every time we've changed. you know, we went from OSF Portland to PCS or we had a different new artistic director come in. And certainly a different artistic point of view can change the work. Mm-hmm. Um, shouldn't shouldn't change the quality. and the people that produce the theater at Portland Center stage, nobody no one's going anywhere. you know, right. we're all still there. So. It's so
0: interesting too, because yeah. so much of that, those opinions are subjective <laughs> they are very subjective and what yeah. is theater today of course there are exactly. it's a very i feel that there's an earthquake happening i totally agree
1: You know. Yeah. I think just I think there's lots of questions being asked by the form Mm -hmm. about the form. Mm -hmm. What does the
0: form of theater mean? Who's represented? Who's represented. Who gets to represent.
1: Yeah. What is the audience's role? Mm -hmm. You know, it's always been it has historically been actually that's not really true. In recent history it's been more passive. Mm -hmm. But, you know, what is that role? So I think there's lots of questions out there and I think that's gonna be the engaging part of having this conversation with candidates is to pick their brains about what they think.
0: You know, that's so wonderful, actually. I bet it will be truly inspiring because you'll have 12 candidates, all of whom have grand ideas about what can happen in theater. And a
1: very personal point of view about that, Mm -hmm. that that we'll have to, you know, sort of have some way of assessing, is that a good fit for Portland Center Stage, for the city of Portland, Mm -hmm. for the community of artists and audiences that are here? Mm -hmm. Um, What can it mean for the future? So yeah, it's a very exciting conversation to be Mm -hmm. part of, actually.
0: Are there other cities that you consider similar to Portland in terms of theater making, comparable. I just, that came to mind. I thought, who would I think that Portland was similar to in terms of Portland, Companies. Is,
1: Portland is pretty unique. I'm sure there's similarities out there that I'm not aware of. Mm-hmm. But Portland's pretty unique. I think about 30 years ago mm-hmm. <laughs> when we opened OSF Portland, Portland was the largest theater in the country at that time that did not have a fully professional theater company. Mm-hmm. There was tons of great theater happening here. Right. But the, the definition of a fully professional, meaning a full equity company mm-hmm. with you know a particular contract with the Actors Union, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. however you want to define that. Mm-hmm. But every other theater of our size in America had a theater that fit that profile. Isn't that interesting? But Portland had always had this organic theater scene that existed without that. Mm. And so most major cities around the country, very often when the sort of regional theater movement started back in the early sixties, these these sort of anchor theaters were established first. You know, mm. Seattle rep was born in nineteen sixty three. Mm-hmm. Then suddenly over the next ten to twenty years, the Seattle theater scene mushroomed because of that sort of, Ben Moore, who was the head of Seattle, I used to call it the oak tree and the acorn, right? right? Portland never had the oak
0: tree. Well, that's kind of wonderful. Yeah.
1: We had for, you know, for years and years, Portland had all the acorns, but Uh where did they come from? They didn't come from an oak tree. I love that analogy. Yeah. And so we- So I guess the
0: egg did come first. Yeah. So we're (laughs) a little upside
1: down (laughs) historically. Right. You know, and I think that in a way that does make us a little unique. Mm. I think that, I think that whole DIY culture that's here applies to theater as well. That's
0: fascinating. Yeah. I love that. So, when do you think you'll have an artistic director in place? Um, You know, the tricky thing is the timing of like,
1: okay, we choose these candidates. When are they available to come to town? When are they available to come to town the second time? When they can meet even more people and we can do more interaction with them? Our hope is that by the end of June or early July, we will have a candidate identified and an offer made. Mm. Then the next question is, what are they currently doing? Are they currently running a theater? Are they currently on staff at a theater? Are they a freelancer, but they have three projects lined up? Up right, then they Um, can't come immediately. Yeah, so so it's kind of like we have a timeline from we want to have somebody identified, Mm -hmm. but what does that mean in terms of when they can actually physically be here? We hope they'll start engaging with us pretty quick, right? But when they can actually physically be on site will all depend on what their current Mm -hmm. entanglements are, right? Oh, that's fascinating! Yeah, yeah. And of course, next season's already scheduled and planned and in production, and we have an amazing team in place. Right. um, So we can keep, you know, the train on the tracks. Um, And then the first season for the new artistic director that they will program will be the 1920 season. So they'll have, in theory, a year to kind of be here, talk to a lot of people, start figuring out their first season, um, and kind of get themselves into the the Portland vibe.
0: So Get ensconced in the whole...
1: Yeah. Wow, yeah. that's
0: amazing. Yeah. So how often does the committee meet?
1: Um, you know, it's variable because depending on what we're what our charge is at the time. Mm-hmm. I think we've met four times mm-hmm. so far. It'll start to ramp up as now that we're starting to look at candidates, and then we'll have to start scheduling these interviews. And then once we get down to our finalist list, which mm-hmm. you know might be three people, might be four, we don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, then it will really ramp up because mm-hmm. at that point, up until that very that last finalist list, Mm -hmm. we will be ensuring that the candidates have confidentiality. Mm -hmm. You know, people don't want to the world to know that they're applying for or they're in the running for a job, particularly if they're currently employed. Right. But at some point, when they get to that finalist stage, we need them to be here and meet a lot of people mm-hmm. because we need the input of a lot of people mm-hmm. um, on these finalists. We want to see them in a social situation in Portland. We want to see them interact with the local artist community. We want to see them with our, our board and our staff and our donors and our audience. So at that point, you know, it's not that we're going to publish the list online or
0: anything, but mm. at that point, you know, people will have to have more interaction with them. So, so at this point, in terms of candidates, yeah, do you feel that the door is now closing in we, regard to actually seeing a human who's wanting to be seen? Yes, we did have a
1: deadline for application,
0: which was about three weeks ago. Okay, so um,
1: so we did cut it off at that point. Now we also, you know, I think that if we've done our job well, we won't get to this point. But if for some reason we get through this process and we go, you know what, we haven't found the right person. Mm you know, that almost never happens because mm-hmm. hopefully we've done the work well. Mm-hmm. But I think we're um, committed enough to this being the right outcome mm-hmm. that we wouldn't say, oh, well, we got down to this list and we'll have to pick from this, even though we're not thrilled. I don't think we're going to be there, but we would not go there. We would say, okay, let's let's go back mm-hmm. and see who else is out there. Right. But from what I've seen of the list, it's, it's a pretty exciting list. Oh. So yeah.
0: I can imagine that yeah. must be thrilling for yeah. you. Yeah. And for the whole organization yeah, to be re inspired yep. and exactly. re infused with new creative energy. It's always great. I mean, even
1: Chris is saying it, you mm-hmm. know, I don't think any of us would have chosen to say, well, it's about time for him to go. Right. Um, so it's his, his own choice to do it. Mm-hmm. I totally understand why. Mm-hmm. And because he's made that choice, yes, now mm-hmm. we're looking forward with excitement about what could happen next for the company. It is
0: exciting as yeah. an artist, I think, I think so. uh, at any level to. Be re-inspired, reinvigorated. Yeah, new and, energy, new vision. Right. Yeah. And Chris's departure is melancholy yeah. and exciting. Exactly. You know, it's that perfect mix.
1: We're we're planning our annual gala, which is coming up May fifth, which right. of course will be both celebrating thirty years of Portland Center Stage, mm-hmm. is our thirtieth season, mm. celebrating Chris's legacy and
0: looking forward all at the same time. It's so, amazing. Yeah. Well, thanks yeah. so much for sharing yeah. the intricacies of this process, and I would assume that you. People could go online and check out the website and follow the process, Absolutely. see what's happening. We'll be
1: posting some updates. Again, you know, if people are gonna go there looking for names, they're probably not gonna find them, but certainly <laughs> at least where we are in the timeline. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, if people wanna send us information about like, hey, don't forget to think about this in your search. Yes. You know, they can email, um, there's all the connections via the website to find me or they can find board members or whatever. But, you know, so it's definitely not a,
0: not a closed process in the sense of that we want to hear what people think. Right. That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, thanks, Cynthia, for joining me. and. Can't wait to to find out what happens. I know. It's like Christmas. Yeah. Or Netflix. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to Adventures in Artslandia. Download the Artslandia app on iTunes where you're going to find a comprehensive arts calendar that's the best in the West. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Artslandia.